Hey, family, if you are new here and listening to older episodes, we've made some changes. We rebranded and changed the name of the Abundant Living Podcast to Wealth and Wisdom Together with Wesleya and Willa. You're in the right place and we're glad you are listening. So enjoy this episode. Today is the second anniversary of, of the, the Abundant, Abundant Living Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> We're just vibing today, y'all, for real. So let's talk a little bit about exactly what stewardship is and what it means to us. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast. I am Wesleya Echoes. And I am Willa Williams. And we are the co-founders of Trinity Financial Coaching. We host a community who are guided by the principles found in Ecclesiastics chapter 7, verses 11 and 12, which says wisdom is better when paired with money. Double protection, wisdom and wealth. So every week we have conversations to energize you to manage money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. We invite you to subscribe, rate, review, and share the Abundant Living Podcast with all your friends and family. We are so glad that you are here listening to another episode of the Abundant Living Podcast, and we are ecstatic. We are thrilled today is the second anniversary of, of the, the Abundant, Abundant Living Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are so <sighs> excited and so thrilled that you all have been listening to us, that you have been sharing the podcast, that you have been urging us along the way. Man, this was what some people might call um, a messy action, if you will. <laughs> we, we really just jumped onto this thing because we just really believe that within our hearts was a message, a message of regarding faith, finances, and living a fulfilled life. Yes. A message that was actually birthed from how we live, what we've lived. And, and how, how we've grown, what we've lived through. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what we see is possible. What we see is possible. For sure. Because so many don't necessary envision that living in the abundance period is possible that things should be difficult but they don't have to be and so we want to share that or some confuse god with poverty christ was rich but he didn't need things he, you know he, he didn't have material things and he was and so they take that mindset as well mm-hmm but I think Christ did what he needed to do to be effective. And though he might not have worn this designer robes or designer sandals, he had access. Yeah. He had access. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I he think did. through his wisdom and discernment, what he needed in order to be able to affect the change that he was supposed to affect. He but there are too peace. many promises in the Bible about yeah. wealth, prosperity, abundance for us to ignore the fact that it, that that is also all right as children of God and heirs and joint heirs. 
Right. Like, it's just like being a kid of a rich father, but you walk around like you're impoverished. Like, how how does that, how does that even make sense, right? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> and you carry it and you present yourself as if you're poor and people see it. Yet your parents are not. Yet you have access to abundance. You have access to prosperity. Christ had access. Absolutely. He did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's our second anniversary. We're just vibing today, y'all, for real. We are just, we're just happy to have (laughs) this platform. We're going to shout out Patrice Washington for all that she's done, coaching us to get to this place. Jatia Jones for coaching us to get to this place. Our pastor, Timothy Williams. Yes. For helping us get to this place. Michaela. Michaela. Michaela <laughs> Robertson. So key in helping us get on the this Iron journey. Wifey. Yes. Yes. Iron Wifey Agency. Yeah. Uh, wow. So many people. Brittany, our mindset coach in, in the Purpose of Platform and Courage. Christina. Christina. There were so there many. There are so many yeah. people who yeah. have done so many things to help us get to this point um, to where we are now. It is one of those things yeah. it's like you keep you mentioning names you might forget somebody and we hope not if we've got somebody we don't mean to. My sister Simone Sandra. early right Coach Sandra my sister Simone yeah. helped us early early on even before yeah. we got here when we were on the radio station mm-hmm. Robin mm-hmm. Yes. Robin gave us Motor the courage to radio. even use our voice and use the open air, if you will, as a platform. Yes, those were live radio broadcasts. Live radio yes. broadcasts. Motor City Women. <laughs> yes, Robin. It's so many people. So yeah. many people that have walked our husbands, Absolutely. Keith and Rodney. Yes. Been with us all along this journey. Yes. Um, yes. Supported, tolerated, <laughs> encouraged. Absolutely. And every Each guest, step. we mm-hmm. thank every guest that we've had. We thank... Yes. Again, every listener, each and every one of you, whether you called yourself family, wealth partner, or what, whatever else you called yourself being with us, because as the Lord speaks to us, yes, we only want to be obedient to what he's yeah. telling us to do. Mm-hmm. And But at the end of the day, we know we're all family. Yep. And hey, family. A, hey, family. <laughs> This we are your financial auntie and big sister. That's right. We just had a guest that called us that it was so hilarious. He was like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all like my auntie and my sister. <laughs> yes, that's what we are. That's who we are. Yes. Well, I just want to. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. When did you first hear the term stewardship? Like in your journey, in your journey with Christ, when did you first hear that term? I tell you. In my journey with Christ, I was raised in a church where we didn't have stewardship training. Mm -hmm. We didn't even have, we didn't talk about the tithe. I'm going to say this, y'all. I'm not going to (laughs) say the church, but when a pastor came in to begin to talk about the tithe, it kind of disrupted what was going on. So there wasn't a lot of teaching on finance. So the first time I really heard about stewardship was when we were under our current pastor. 
But this is my yeah. question. When I when I asked that question, you immediately went to teaching on the tide. Mm -hmm. Was your initial connection to understanding stewardship only about tithing? It was about tithing. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I was not introduced to the word stewardship and the whole concept of stewardship in the church as I understand it now until I was under Pastor Tim. Mm -hmm. not a, and that was in the year of 2000 mm. when I came under his ministry. Mm -hmm. Not until then. Prior to that, and I was raised in my family church. Prior to that, mm -hmm. there was no, no teaching on stewardship. I was a trustee, y'all. So <laughs> I should have known. But I knew what I knew what I was being taught. Right. And I didn't really seek out an understanding mm -hmm. the way I should have until my pastor, he, he's, he's still my bishop. I call him my bishop. <laughs> so my pastor began to speak about it and encourage us to, you know, go check the word for yourself. Don't just let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. You go and look for yourself. Yeah. And I began to understand better. But yeah, yeah. That's I think, when I heard about, I was a full grown woman, y'all married. Yeah, I, I didn't have a true understanding. I understood the basics because I went to Sunday school, right? And I, and I knew I needed to bring my offering. Mm -hmm. Beyond bringing your offering, that was really like my only understanding. Well, that don't have anything to do with stewardship. That was, was just about, you, that was just about was giving. Was that stewardship? Right. Nope. Yeah. That was just about giving. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until, like you said, when mm -hmm. I joined and started being under Pastor Williams, that I understood not only the connection to giving, but yes. I understood the connection of giving to stewardship. Mm -hmm. But even in that, the teaching about stewardship is led with giving. In the current church, yes. It's yes, let so the, the lead mm -hmm. in to get you to understand what stewardship is is about giving. And then as you look at stewardship as a whole, mm -hmm. stewardship is used as a way to teach people how to manage money so that they can see and understand their role. I get it, as being mm -hmm. as generous as God is to us. As Christ was too. Mm -hmm. So generosity to the church in mm -hmm. order for the kingdom work to continue to expand. Mm -hmm. And then you're trusting God up front and then you're being a good manager of the 90. Mm -hmm. But I challenge this thought of stewardship. I, we both think, cause it's a deeper dive. Stewardship is so much more than that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about exactly what stewardship is. And what it means to us. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Now, I took the chance to look it up in a dictionary. So stewardship as a noun. Webster says it's the position and duties of a steward, any person mm -hmm. who acts as a surrogate of another or others, especially by managing property, financial affairs, 
and estate and et cetera. Mm -hmm. So look in there. And it also, I looked up steward. Steward is the person who manages someone else's property or financial affairs. Someone who administers anything as the agent of another or others. Now, when we think about that in terms of the kingdom, we know that God is our source and he owns everything. Mm -hmm. And we are placed here to manage, to be the steward of all the things that he has, the resources that he has provided for us. That includes managing property, financial affairs, estate, da 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 da. Just what the definition of stewardship says. So we have to look at things in terms of being the steward, being the manager. It's not an easy thing to do. For me, it wasn't because for a very long time, I didn't think of in terms of myself as the manager of God's property. Mm, mm -hmm. I was like, this, you know, I work for this. I think that's a disconnect too. <laughs> I think yeah. for a lot of people, for a lot of us, that was the disconnect. It's the fact mm -hmm. that, yeah, I'm here. I have a purpose. I have a mission, but we don't mm -hmm. understand that to the level of detail of our things, to mm -hmm. the level of detail of our bodies, our children. Right. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it was important because when I was a financial advisor and I was learning all this stuff about, you know, how to do all these different investments, how to understand mm -hmm. all the mechanisms behind that, there was something that was in my heart where I wanted to know, well, what does God say about wealth? Yes, absolutely. And so as I started researching and understanding what does God say about wealth, because a part of me was like, well, I'm in an industry that's trying to help people become wealthy. Is that what God even wants of us? Was that his purpose? Was that his purpose? Is that, is, am I, am I really doing something that is aligned with his purpose? And so that's mm -hmm. what I was, I started researching. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I got my understanding of what stewardship mm -hmm. was, because I wanted to now align up everything biblically. And then I'm understanding that biblical financial habits, like if there are some things within the Bible. And if we don't understand who we are or identify with who we are as a steward, we can get tripped up and then the spirit that is that can be on money will allow us to now see money or cre make money as an idol. Yes. yes. And so if we don't understand who we are in our role in stewardship, then who we're serving shifts, which is why the Bible tells us in Matthew that we can't serve two masters. That's right. That's you're right. going to love one and you're going to hate the other. Mm -hmm. now, <laughs> yeah. In, in my journey, I really had to get clarity from the Holy Spirit to make me understand exactly what stewardship was and what I had to do. Mm -hmm. Because for many of us, there's really a work that we have to do within ourselves mm -hmm. to change how we think about money. Now, if our thinking doesn't line up with good stewardship practices, then we have to get clarity and really understand what we have to do. And it can be very difficult when these thoughts are ingrained in us. You know, I mean, 
we can only change them and our behaviors through Christ. These, these are thoughts that we were socialized with. This is what we saw people around us do, what we saw our parents do, what we saw our other church members do. Right. You know, I wasn't raised necessarily in a church where being a steward and even dealing with finances was lifted very often. So we have to really, right? we have to really be cognizant of that. And I didn't understand why in church, I felt like if there are 2,350 (laughs) scriptures in the Bible that specifically deals with our posture and money and wealth, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I hadn't been to a church that ever taught me how to handle my finances. Yeah. Church tells us that the Bible is the handbook for our life. It's the guidebook mm-hmm. for our life. That everything mm-hmm. in our life is in the Bible. Some churches focus on like how we live. Yeah. And relationships, all those other things are our relationship with Christ. And I'm as they should. Mm-hmm. But there are other practical things of life that I think that the church should also help us with, especially mm-hmm. because we spend so much time trying to develop our relationship and understand who we are and to be discipled. I just wondered why the church as a whole, especially when I started, when we started 20 years ago, it wasn't as prevalent that they, they it didn't have like biblical financial principles yeah. being taught. Same, same, the same. There is scripture that I like to, excuse me, look to for strength. One is Psalms 24 and one. Mm -hmm. Now the good news translation says the world and all that is in it belong to the Lord. The earth and all who live on it are his. But you know, we are used to the King James version, which is, is really full. It says the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Mm-hmm. I was raised on that scripture. That scripture gave me confidence and security to know that I belong to the Lord and he owned everything. Mm-hmm. But somehow there was a disconnect there because yeah, he owned everything, but I still, I, money was different. <laughs> <laughs> Money was different and it even, I struggled in seeing myself as a manager, a a steward until I really understood uh, the kingdom and got clarity about what God wanted me to do. And I did it by studying another scripture, which was Philippians. When I look at that passage, Philippians 4, 10 to 14, well, where Paul is talking about being content, you know, That's where I was able to pull strength from. I pull strength from that scripture, knowing that, you know, I could be happy with a little as much as being happy with a lot. And that's what Paul was telling the people in Philippi. Yeah, he was in prison, but I'm okay. I'm good. Y'all help me out. I'm good. He said he could make it. And I'm paraphrasing this passage. I can make it through anything. The one who makes me who I am. Whatever I have, wherever I am, I can make it through anything in the one who makes me who I am. I don't mean that your help didn't mean a lot to me. It did. That's what he was telling them. Mm-hmm. He said it's a beautiful thing that they came alongside of him while he was in trouble. But the reality is this passage helped me to understand that God was there 
And I didn't have to worry about trying to keep something aside for me (laughs) because I needed to take care of it myself. God was taking care of me and it helped me to develop my true steward identity. It really did. It helped me to surrender really to the Lord and surrender to the fact that he is the source and he provides me resources. And it's my responsibility as a steward slash manager to manage those resources so that I can live in the abundance and live in the purpose that he has fulfilled for me. It took a minute, Mm -hmm. but I got it. It took more Mm -hmm. than one scripture of those 23 plus hundred, but I got it. Yeah. And how, how did that work out for you though? Did you understand after you went on your search and your quest Mm -hmm. to understand some of those scripture because it was so many, Mm -hmm. did it just automatically happen that you were able to become or receive your steward identity or did you have to work on it? Oh, like I did. I definitely (laughs) had to work on it. But I think because I truly was just trying to understand who I was in Christ and develop my relationship and be a good disciple. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to do anything, everything still, even to this point, mm-hmm. I still wanted to please God. So at the point yeah. that I understood that I had a steward identity, mm. I was just like, oh, well, but let's roll. What is it? Because I just want to please you, Father. And yeah. I I looked at it from the standpoint of even when you have children, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, the way with kids don't get the blessings, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, come on, let's tell the truth. And we, and as children, we do things to try to please our parents. We do things mm-hmm. to show our parents that we have a full understanding of what you're teaching us. And we're, and we're applying it. And it's like, see, mommy, see daddy, I'm doing it. See mommy, see daddy, I'm applying it. And then daddy says, oh, you are, you are. And so when he does that, then he entrusts me with more. Mm-hmm. And so I was, so in looking at that and it wasn't, and it's not a, you know, get to give or get to do it to receive. It wasn't Mm -hmm. that. Absolutely. It was just the fact that understanding that God has a way and then also understanding that when I know my steward identity, I stay grounded. Mm -hmm. And so as God continues to allow us to flourish and grow, Mm -hmm. I don't get lost in it. And I think that's what happens people start to flourish and grow and they get Mm -hmm. lost in it or they can't even see the abundance or the blessings that they're currently in so they're they're discontented because again Mm -hmm. they're they're lost in the thing and not lost in him and Mm -hmm. when you are connected with your steward identity you're really just lost in god and allowing him to literally add all these other things unto you Mm-hmm. Now, and so, but it's not easy. I'm not saying it is easy, but no. it's it's easier on your faith journey. Yeah, because you yes. start to literally see the hand of God move in everything. You understanding your steward identity is directly connected to your faith journey and yes. where you are in your faith journey. And so, as you grow as a disciple of Christ, I think you will readily see and understand your role as a steward even more that that's important and i think we're we're using the terminology steward identity 
Mm-hmm. So we need to define that. And when you're right, as we, you're right. As we talk about that, just in the conversation that you were just saying, it's more than finance. It's it's everything. Yeah. It is everything. When we talk in terms of steward identity, for us to better define it or easily define it, we use an acronym. Right. Okay. And that acronym is steward. S-T-E-W-A-R-D. The S stands for a surrendered servant. Mm -hmm. As you were saying, when you're on your journey, that's when you surrender. You give it all to him. Absolutely. And your faith begins to grow and your faith begins to build. The T stands for trustworthy. Yes. I Again. want to be trustworthy. I want yes. I want God to know that I can be trusted. Yes, yes. Yeah. And then the E stands for earnestly seeking God. Again, that's that's you wanting to do your best, wanting mm-hmm. to bring a, that sweet savor to right. Him. That's what you want to do. You're seeking to please Him and please Him only. Yes. And then the W stands for wise wisdom led decision making yes so you are seeking god not only for your spiritual growth but then you're also seeking his wisdom in how yeah. you make decisions and i i want to bring that out because there can be a powerful relationship between our true spiritual condition mm-hmm. and our attitude and actions concerning money and possessions yes and so without the surrender the trustworthiness, earnestly seeking him, it'll be very hard for you to also mm-hmm. lean to him for wisdom mm-hmm. to make wise decisions. Yeah, yeah. And then the A is for accountable. Mm-hmm. Knowing that he is there leading you, then you have no problem being accountable for the decisions that you make. Because Mm -hmm. your decisions are going to be based on what he has told you to do, what he has guided you through, and how you are learning and understanding from Mm -hmm. him. So you're going to make wise decisions and be accountable for those. The R stands for recognizing your role and responsibility. (laughs) That goes all the way back to God is, (laughs) he is the source and the owner And Mm -hmm. we are the manager of the resources that he provides. And we have some specific things that being a good steward that we're supposed to do. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. those. Yes. Yes. And these are characteristics of being your steward identity. Mm -hmm. And so the last, the D in that characteristic is being diligent. Yes. You have to be diligent to strive and maintain your steward identity. And you can only do that in the strength of God. And that's where I got my strength from in Mm -hmm. that Philippians passage, knowing that I can do all things through him. That's it. So our steward identity is surrender, being a surrendered servant, being trustworthy, earnestly seeking God, wisdom led decision-making, being accountable, recognizing your roles and responsibility and being diligent. Mm-hmm. This is important. God teaches us about our heart posture as it relates to money and materialism. Yeah. And for some, some have taken it, I think, to an extreme 
And so they look ill of those that are wealthy because they think those that are wealthy are lack character or lack these things. And that's not the case. That's Being right. a good steward actually positions you to for a wealthy place, if that makes sense, right? And And the reason why I wanted to bring this up is we need to understand that our heart and how we look at money and, and the lifting up wealth before God can yes. be a barrier to your spiritual birth and growth. Yes. So the reason why we're bringing this out is because when you understand your steward identity, then you also know that the wealth, the money, the material, the possessions aren't before God. God stays in his place. And you have a heart posture toward God, which allows you to manage those other things according to his will and his way. When I think about John 10 and 10 and, and think about why he came, he came for us to have abundance. So yes, we can have an abundant life. He wants a better life for us. He wants more for us. He doesn't want less, mm -hmm. but it's us who oftentimes can allow money to become an idol mm -hmm. and allow our behavior to be determined by money instead of being determined by him. And that keeps us back and holds us back. Mm -hmm. I see being a good steward as an absolute perfect opportunity to lead me into the path of abundance that God wants me Absolutely. to live in. Absolutely. Because I take on these habits as a good steward that will create that for mm -hmm. me. It creates the opportunity for me. Yes, yes. You know, there are some specific stewardship habits. Yeah. There, and these are the habits, like Willis said, that is going to actually make you even wiser in handling your finances. Yeah, true. So the S, again, using the same acronym as a steward. So we gave you the characteristics first. Mm -hmm. These are the habits. Mm -hmm. A savvy saver. You save for goals you set and you recognize the value of saving for the opportunities that it offers you. Saving also puts you in a position of trust. Yes. Because if you're able to trust that I'm going to put this away for <laughs> a future opportunity, mm -hmm. I know that God will meet my need now. I'm putting this away. My God will meet my need now. I don't mm -hmm. have to use it all now. T, having a tither's heart. Oh, gosh, that is truly <laughs> what is really going to help you break the stronghold of money, money and materialism. Yeah, because yeah. a tither's heart means that you'll cheerfully give in support of the kingdom mm -hmm. and you'll recognize that God will meet all your needs. Now, this is the part that we hear most in church. And you heard it start off when we said, well, when was the first time you ever heard about stewardship? Oh, it was connected to understanding what tithes and offerings mean. And I get that. Yes. How does a man rob God by not paying his tithes and offerings, right? Yes. How do you let, you know, the, the kingdom house or the temple go in ruins while your house is all flourished? It's mm -hmm. going to be like having money with holes, I mean, a purse with holes in it. That's not, but it's in addition to. <laughs> it's right. not all, it doesn't end there. And so, but we should have a tithe's heart. If you're going to be a steward, you're going to have a tithe's heart, which means that you're going to be generous. And whatever God tells you and whoever God tells you to give, you'll be able to do that. Because we're supposed to give to the needy. We're supposed to give yes. to the poor. Yes. We're supposed to make sure that the widows have 
what they need. There are things that we're supposed to do with our monies, especially those who are blessed to have surplus. There are specific, mm-hmm. and then even not even then, there are specific things that we're supposed to do with our monies out of generosity. There, there are, and we're supposed to do those things cheerfully and hilariously. Hilarious. We're supposed to do them because we know that hilarious. We're supopposed to support the kingdom. Yes. Now yes. remember, God is meeting the good all works of, our needs. of the kingdom. Yes. Yes, God is meeting our needs, so that opens up us up again for being trustworthy. Absolutely. Trust him. We have to be earnest earners. Yeah. So that we work as unto the Lord mm-hmm. and and that means that we understand that all our promotions come from him. And mm. that also means that we work unto the Lord, not unto man. So I yes. know there's a whole lot of stuff that goes on and there's a whole lot of things that we might confront in our workplace and in our work environments and in our business or what have you. But if everything you do is unto God, then you're going to do it the best. That's right. To the so best you're going to show up on time. You're going to look for opportunities when he expand your territory. You're going to, there are all these things that we're going to do with a higher level of integrity, trust, honesty. All with, of that. Like, recognizing, all of that. you recognize that this is a resource that God has given you yes. in order to earn. And yes. so it, it's going to be in your heart to want to do your best, to be do your, your best. best. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. The W is wellness and well-being. Yeah. God wants us to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul (laughs) prospers. So what are the things that you're doing in order to make sure that you have that balance? What are, how are you taking care of yourself? Mm -hmm. Again, you're a steward, your steward identity. You have to take care of the temple, the body that he's given you, the mind that he's given you. What are you doing to make sure that your body is healthy? What are you doing as it relates to your relationships? How are you, you know, all of this is again, a part of well, the resource that yeah, that God has given resources us. that yeah. God has given us, and and that well being also brings a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. The, the Jehovah Shalom, just that yes. sense of peace, knowing that all is working out Absolutely. according to God's plan for your finances. Absolutely. You don't stress, you don't worry. Right. That sense of well being in is in your financial management activities is there. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to have that. He really does. A, appreciating assets. We told you, we tell you this all the time, <laughs> manage and multiply. Yep. So yep. how are you doubling <laughs> yeah. your talent? How are, what focus are do you have on your assets so that they can increase in value and maximize the return? So that when he comes back, as the master that came back in the parable of the talents, you could say, look, you gave me five. I'm, I made it 10. Look, yep. you gave me two. <laughs> I made it four. Don't hide the talent. Yeah. How are you? You're an asset. What are you doing to develop yourself? Yes. What yes. are you doing to get yourself so that you can maximize the return on the investment that God has made in you? How are you living your life as an example What does your lifestyle evangelism look like? What are you doing to make others say, hey, you know what? Who is this God that you serve? Who is this Christ that you keep talking about? Let's like, if we get down to the bare bones of it, (laughs) (laughs) that's what it's all about. However, 
there are resources that he's given us and talents and gifts and skills that mm -hmm. we should be multiplying, developing and multiplying. Absolutely. The R, risk management. All right. Who does not see that harm is coming and not do something to prepare themselves? Yep. That's in the word. I paraphrase, but that's in the <laughs> word. <laughs> you recognize the value of your assets. So what are you going to do to protect them? Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to protect them? When you say that, it just reminded me of the ants and how they Absolutely. store up. They see what's coming and they know that the the food that they're gathering, mm -hmm. those are assets that they mm -hmm. need to protect. And they put them in a place where they're able to protect them so that they can use them mm -hmm. when the need comes. We have to mm -hmm. do the same thing. You, We really have to do the same thing. And God mm -hmm. allows us and helps us be able to do that. And then the D is debt minimized. How, be cautious. Yeah. And creating debt. We understand that debt is used to, to leverage assets. We get that. But we still should be cautious in how we enter into debt. Don't coast. We shouldn't be in positions where we're co-signing for people. We shouldn't yeah. put ourselves in positions where we're overwhelmed in debt because then that's another master. So now you're doing things in order to serve the debt rather than to serve God. And Absolutely. so we should keep debt at a minimum let no debt remain outstanding except the debt to love one another. It's what love Roman one. says. So your steward habits, S, savvy, saver, T, a tither's heart, E, an earnest earner, W, wellness and a sense of financial well-being, A, appreciating assets, R, risk management, and then D, debt minimized. And don't think that as I'm concluding this portion, Yes, you could be a good steward. Yes, you can understand your steward identity. And yes, you could still have some financial challenges. And I, I just thought about the woman with the sons and the oil. Mm -hmm. But if she didn't know her steward identity, when the man of God came and told her and gave her the instructions of how to get out of that debt, she mm -hmm. would not have followed that wisdom or that godly counsel in order to get the results that she received. So basically the man of God came to her and said, how many pots do you have? Yep. Gather as many pots as you can and then start pouring the oil from the pots Go and up. then sell the oil and then you can pay off your debt. Mm -hmm. If she didn't have a steward identity, she would have been like, what? <laughs> right. Dude. She surrendered. She surrendered. Exactly. Yes. She and surrendered she trusted him. to yeah. God, to the man of God, showed herself mm -hmm. trustworthy and she, she, she had the characteristics. She was diligent. Yes, she was. <laughs> she had the characteristics of a steward. She surrendered. She was trustworthy. She was seeking God because she was trying to get an answer. Mm -hmm. She let wisdom lead her decision making. She was accountable. She recognized her role and what she needed to do. And she was diligent to do it. And she did and, it. And she did it. And so she had those characteristics. And so she was able to sell the oil and, and get out of debt. And all was, was well for her. And her financial situation turned around. So I say that to say that God gives us all wealth according to our capacity. Again, when I listen, when I read the parable of the talents, and, I, and that key part is that they got received what they had capacity to receive. I think we all receive wealth the same way. And so if you just be true to who you are and grasp onto your steward identity, that increases your capacity. 
So if you're trying to see, well, okay, Lord, well, I can handle this. Okay, well, then show him that you can. Yes. Show him that you can. Embrace your steward identity and watch and see what he does. It speaks so much to obedience. Just like when, when the man of God told her to go get the pots, she did. And she was like, I, I, I they're full. I, I'm sold. And, and, but now it's still pouring. <laughs> she had more than enough. Yes. She had more than enough. So recognizing your steward identity is definitely going to be your first part of your journey. Mm-hmm. to the abundance that God has ordained for you. Absolutely. And your steward identity, because you have it, you will have the stewardship habits that we just discussed. Mm-hmm. The saver, the tither, the peace, mm. the work ethic, <laughs> earnestly earning. I mean, there are so many things, but the vision and the purpose have not changed. The mission hasn't changed. We have to have clarity for stewardship and knowing exactly what to do and how to be abundant and mm-hmm. live in the abundance of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. We have to do that. Yep. God is clarifying that for us. And I love it. I love what he's doing. Yeah. I know you heard in our, before the podcast started, that we are hosting Yes. Another wealth activation challenge. So if you mm-hmm. want to learn more about how you can actually activate the power within to build a wealthier future, you should register for that wealth activation challenge because we can go a little bit deeper into some of the things that are catching uh, that are catching us up, tripping us up. Yeah. And we want to free you from that so that you can fully grab hold of your steward identity and build a wealthier future. So register www.mytfcoach.com forward slash challenge. I know it's a shameless plug, but I'm just putting it in here because <laughs> it just it just seems to fit. <laughs> but it does yeah, you fit. should it we does. it's a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. It's for five days. And yeah, you'll be you'll get on the other side of whatever block that you have that's preventing you from, I guess, like you said, fully feeling like you fully sitting in the abundance of the Lord yeah. or fully and to build well. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you just don't, you don't see it, but the challenge, as you speak about the challenge, the challenge is it's on the seven, it starts on April 17th. So yes, it's coming thank you. soon. Mm-hmm. It's coming soon. Five days. The last time we did it, it was so productive for those participants and it was so wonderful for us because we were able to feed and to learn and so our goal now is to share with you yes so that you can see how the stewardship habits Mm -hmm. will put you on that journey yeah so we encourage you to join us in that we know that many of you are honestly on a on your journey to being good stewards and that yeah but some of you might not be seeing clearly. Sure. Some right. Some some have a financial vision without focus, mm-hmm. and so this challenge will help you get the clarity that you need, help you gain focus, help you get past the blurry spots, like we had to do. Like Willa said, like we had to do mm-hmm. in our lives, that your expectations are in alignment, because when you don't understand your role, your responsibility, or the expectations, how are you supposed to get the results that you want? 
the clarity is what you need. The challenge right. will help bring you there. Thank you. This is our birthday. We're so excited. We and are. We are. Yay. It's, it's a, a fun birthday. time. <laughs> We're so blessed and grateful to have this platform to be able to outreach to beyond the walls of the church. I'm, I'm so glad that we have learned how to use the technology uh, so that our outreach is broader. We're not confined by, like you, you were talking about the church without walls. Yes. Well, our financial workshops are is not confined to the four walls and that we can no. talk to so many people all over the world, literally all over the world mm-hmm. <laughs> as and, they connect with us. So please continue to share the podcast, continue to tell your friends. If you are encouraged, if this podcast bless you in any way, leave a review so that others know and they can see and that they are aware that we're here to and that they can, yeah they can participate too we're just so grateful that we have the opportunity to use this technology to bring the message of wealth and wisdom to you we are very grateful and just remember we are your financial auntie and your big sister Yep. (laughs) Our end goal for you is always financial transformation, financial success, fulfillment, and wealth on your terms. We had a great time today and pray that what was shared in this episode helps you manage your money confidently, live life purposefully, and build wealth intentionally. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to follow Trinity Financial Coaching on LinkedIn or follow our handle at MyTFCoach on Facebook and Instagram. Bye for now and continue to live abundantly, putting God first as you manage money confidently, live life purposefully and build wealth intentionally.